Hello. Hello. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is funny because we both said, how are you? Yeah. At the exact same time. <laughs> the same intonation, which makes uh, me start every single podcast like that. Welcome to Biff and M's Book Pod. I'm Elizabeth in the Mid-Atlantic. And I'm Emily in the Pacific Northwest. And we are sisters living 3,000 miles apart discussing our quest for existential discovery and satisfaction through talks about books and other stuff. I don't even remember <laughs> the last time we recorded. Uh, it was, was it last I year? believe it was September. Listen, Holy ball. I checked. <laughs> it was September and it's no, it's no surprise that we haven't recorded since then, September to May. That's about the school year. <laughs> Girl, you've been busy. Oh, it's been you've so been crazy. It's been yeah. crazy. I, I just, today has been a really good day. A really, really good day because oh, I have, I have eight days left in the classroom mm -hmm. since I'm, you know, getting my hysterectomy and so excited. I know, I know you're like dancing. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Um, and I just feel, and I've put in my resignation, almost everybody knows that I'm leaving except for, well, my coworkers, eh, fuck and my they students. No, fuck they're so good. No, no, no. My coworkers at my school, a couple people know, but um, I need to announce that. I need to tell my students. But other than that, I'm just feeling very calm today and like just, I feel like myself, which is so oh, yeah. nice. And I just really like how the calm state and myself go together. And I'm like, wait, what? This is me. Like I spent a good chunk of the morning cleaning, doing deep cleaning that I need to do so that when I'm laid up on the couch, I'm not looking around like, oh my God, this place is dirty, but not able to do anything because uh -huh. for like four weeks I can't use my abs. Like I can't. And so I can't be bending over to pick up stuff. I can't be running the vacuum. I can't be picking up laundry. So so getting all the deep cleaning done. And then we went to the store to get some stuff. And I just made a lit Ladicious, uh, delicious, uh, legit delicious, <laughs> a legitly delicious meal. Uh, um, right, really, really good meal. Yes, I made. So I've I have a list of the, these meals for food prep that I'm doing. Um, by the way, if people are like, this is like the first time they're listening to us talk. Yeah, we're not talking about books yet. And we'll get we, okay, books literally only make up about 30% of what we talk about most of the time. It provides, it provides the backdrop and yes. Yes. Um, the glue that kind of holds it all together yes. because a lot of the, most of what we talk about is grounded in books we've been reading. So, but anyway, um, we're also catching up cause we haven't like talked, talked for a while. So yeah, it's been a while and by a while. I mean like a week. <laughs> Yeah. Like in real time, I mean, podcast time, it's been like a long time, but in real like time, like a year. Yeah. yeah. It's only been a little So, um, so yeah, I went to that. What was I saying? I went to the store. You made a, you made a legitly delicious meal and then oh, you went yeah, to yeah. the store and picked up oh. some snacks. Oh yeah. I got some snacks, got some food and, um, you also harvested some food today, didn't you? 
Yes, I harvested some radishes. Now, mind you, it has been ridiculously windy. <laughs> it fucking, fucking windy. windy. <laughs> also, if you guys don't know, look that up and spell wind, windy as W-I-M-D-Y. No, I'll post it the, on the gram. The I'll post it on the gram it as like the, you. with the caption for our, it it'll be like windy. the picture for our, for our episode. Fucking Good. windy. It's fucking it's windy. Been- <laughs> It's been so windy and nasty here. So I go out in the garden because the little radishes, when they're ready, they will poke themselves up above the dirt and they're so pretty. They're like, you know, like this beautiful pinky red color. And I actually had two of them that were purple. I'm like, what? How did that happen? Um, I don't ask questions. I just eat them. So I brought them in and rinsed them off. And I had those as a little snack um, while I was making dinner. I made this meatloaf. That's like a cheeseburger meatloaf from this website called budget bites, like B Y T E S. Oh my God. I love this website. And you know, I don't eat like cow cheese. So I put some manchego in there and I, instead of using breadcrumbs, cause I would have to dig all the way back in my cabinet. I don't even know. So I just took some oats and, you know, buzzed them around in my, oh, yeah. uh, my blender and made this delicious meatloaf. I made two meatloaves because I'm trying to do some food prep in preparation for my surgery. And also if you're going to go to all the work of touching the raw meat and all of that, you might as well yeah. just make a bunch. And then I made some mashed potatoes with my homemade ranch seasoning. Mm. that sounds lovely it was so good and the best part is that neither of them really needed anything added the only thing I added to the um to the meal was butter on my well non dairy butter butter onto my potatoes and everything else was delicious so I come to this podcast just with happy belly yeah Yeah. like when you make you know it's good but yeah, we really don't have to add anything. And you're like, man, I fucking scored this time. Like, yes, that's how this meal job. was. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. So it's just feeling very Midwest today. This weather is very, I mean, I'm in Maryland, but the weather is very like Illinois ish, like cold, windy, gross in May. Like, that just makes sense for Illinois. I'm wearing my Bradley hoodie. I, I just have this, I have the Midwest in my head today. So, yeah. Anyways, speaking of, that's speaking what of I'm the doing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't you no, there. go ahead. I've oh. been talking for way too long. <laughs> uh, okay. No, okay. So I was, I was chatting with our aunt Brenda today. Our aunt. Oh, how's she doing? Oh, she's doing just fine, dear. She told me that it's going to be 90 there on Thursday. What? Yeah. yeah it's going to be 90 degrees there on Thursday. Gross. Yeah. I was like, that sounds absolutely horrible. And she's like, I know it's bad. You know, in her cute little voice. And I was just like, yeah, that sounds <laughs> fucking awful. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So, but it's also over here. Well, I don't know if you can actually hear it. It's been raining really hard for hours all day. It's, we have the windows open because we like to hear it. It's so weird. Mm, but um, I yeah, I love it too. So you're in zone what? 8A? 8B. Wait, 8B. 8A. Wait, 8A. Because, yeah. no, I, I'm in zone 8B, I think. Because our friend Becky is in zone 8A, isn't she? Oh, Becky from Acre Homestead. From Acre Homestead. We're just going to plug her little Instagram handle. I sit right there. Funny story about Becky. So today, uh, my husband and I were driving around or whatever. And I we went to the Goodwill because I'm collecting canning jars, right? I probably have about 200 now. And uh, I have no shame. Yeah. Every time I go, every time I go, 
I hate you. You're taking them from me somehow. Somehow you're taking all the mason jars from me, even though we're 3000 miles apart. That's stupid. It's so stupid. All of it is so stupid. But, um, so we were there and then I was like, you know, I know this is like really far away, but you know, for my birthday and Christmas, would you want to get me an electric pressure canner? And Luke was like, did Becky tell you to do that? And he was like, I'm going to call Becky and I'm going to tell her to stop doing all this awesome shit because my wife keeps wanting to get all this awesome shit. <laughs> Dude, I have spent, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of money. I was actually just telling another friend today about the electric pressure canner. I was in washer. I the relief of not having to wash Yeah, watch the, the thing that, is though oh I think the the biggest thing is you just have to babysit it like you just have to babysit the shit out of it which to me is like part of the allure of canning is that it's like you know what I'm crossing everything else off my calendar today this is what I'm doing this batch of broth is actually probably going to take me like five hours (laughs) instead of what the two that it normally would or whatever I don't even know but I just kind of lose myself in the whole process but yeah. The electric pressure canner, that would be awesome. Cause you could just set it and forget it. Um, and you don't have, you have a water bath canner, but you don't have a pressure canner yet. Do you? Right. Well, I just, okay. well, I've been using a huge stock pot to water bath can and I actually yeah. made some more, um, well, I made rhubarb jam a couple weeks ago and then I made some strawberry rhubarb jam last week. And yeah, dude, I don't know about you. I love rhubarb. Yeah, yeah, it's so my, good. It's, it's so, so like good. sour. I, I love know. It. I love that. It always reminds me of like gooseberry pie. And I have only had that once in my life. My landlady has two huge rhubarb plants and she just likes the way they look, but she doesn't eat them. And she offered them to me to harvest if I wanted to. So, and I, I didn't realize how much I had, I had picked of the rhubarb and it was like six, it ended up being like six cups. And so I, I made like a ton of rhubarb jam, but um, yeah, you didn't so eat anyways, the leaves, but, did you? No, they'll kill you. Okay, yeah. Like, They're poisonous. Obviously, you didn't because you're sitting here with me. So. I'm here. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> I would have told you if I had gotten poisoned. But <laughs> you would have told me. I would have let you know I got poisoned. But I, so I've been using a big stock pot that I got at Walmart mm-hmm. for oh, a water bath can. And I just use, I don't remember who showed this, probably Becky, because uh, Becky has taught me literally everything I know. But like, I was just putting, extra canning rings at the bottom so that the glass wouldn't hit and so the other day I just found a real water bath canner at the Goodwill with the actual trivet thing in there and I found another one today but I didn't buy it I left it for someone else to have oh you're so nice maybe it'll somehow get to my Goodwill although with the so I have the um the Presto like 23 quart pressure canner that's not electric. It's just the OG one that goes on the stove because yeah. my stove, I have a gas stove and my biggest burner is like 12,500 BTUs. And the max you're supposed to use with it is 12,000. I'm like, well, it's fine because I don't turn it up all the way. Anyway, it's actually yeah. crazy. Once you get started with it, you just keep turning it down and down and down in order to keep it at the same pressure or whatever. Oh. So yeah, it, at some point the, the, the flame is really, really low actually. Um, but that's what I use for my water bath canning is I put my rings in the bottom and use that as a water bath canner, but here, listen, so yeah, you do need to get an electric pressure canner because at some point when you move this direction someday in your Uh life, 
Someday. we'll have all the things. So we'll get together and we'll do like a huge batch of like, I don't know what pressure can stuff like green beans. Green or... beans. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I am really looking forward to, I remember I was actually talking to our aunt about this today about how I remember her coming over and like a snapping green beans for like hours. Yeah. And she I don't remember her being there. That. Yeah. She would come over and help. And, uh, yeah, just the idea of being able to do that and with like with you and us be able to do this. Okay. I'm, I'm driving down there. Hold on. And like have all my shit in my car. Like, uh-huh. I just think it just sounds really, really fun. Um, like literally taking off days of work just to do that. Yeah. Like that is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And actually I have a neighbor, Nadine. Um, oh, Nadine, and- how are her chickens? Oh, her chickens are getting big. She's got a little chicken coop. Um, But she was, she wants to learn how to can. So um, we're going to can this summer. So I probably need to find maybe a second water bath canner or just seriously, actually, no, I have used a stock pot as well. Emily, um, Emily, Aaron has a stock pot that he bought for brewing beer that I've kind of commandeered because he doesn't use it for beer. But yeah, so I have read a couple books about gardening recently. I'm trying to segue into books. That's so, okay. Even if we um, don't, it's okay. This is this is a there reunion. Is, this is a reunion. I know, right? Let me bring oh. out my Goodreads. Um, so I found this woman on YouTube named Tanya Anderson. Um, and oh, yeah. she Lovely Greens is her thing on YouTube. Yeah. She lives on the Isle of Man. Like, what sea is that? The Irish sea? I don't even know. She wrote this book called a woman's garden and it's a really cute book. It has so much good information, beautiful pictures, but she goes through and features several women and their gardens and like talks about how they got into gardening, what they like to do. Um, there's one person in there that she has like a dying garden. So like she grows plants that she can dye yarn with oh, or whatever. I was like, she's a dying garden. So she only has things that are dying. So she can like harvest Sorry. their seeds or something. No, 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 no. I was like, or what? like a garden on a grave site or something like that. I don't know. I would totally do that. She uses like human compost. I'm just kidding. I, you know, I'm not saying that that's not what bodies should be being used for, but you know. Wait, no, I think actually the better option is pumping us full of chemicals and throwing us in the ground in like a giant in in like a coffin with like plastic and shit in it, and then just taking up all this all this land space. It would be Mm -hmm. confusing to grow food instead of grows egos. Yeah. So anyway, it was a really it's a really cute book. There are some books like that that I like to have just to refer to. There's another book that I bought last summer, actually two, the ball canning book. If you're going to get it, get it in the spiral bound, just pay the extra money for the spiral bound because it's a pain in the butt to try to like find something to weigh down the pages when you're trying to like get stuff going for canning. That one's really Mm -hmm. good. The other one that I found recently is called homegrown pantry. Yeah. And so it's really great. It goes through all of these veggies and flowers, mostly veggies and herbs in alphabetical order. And she talks about, you know, for a family of four, this is how many rows you need of this. And she talks about like different pests to think about and different ways to preserve it. 
So that one is really helpful as a, as a reference, um, because there just comes a point where I just hate having my laptop out on the kitchen counter, all this other stuff going on. And like, oh my gosh, I'm going to spill something on it or my hands are wet. And then I get the keyboard wet and it's just easier to have a book. So, or if you're like, like stuff like bookmarked, and then you have to find it in your bookmarks. And I don't, I don't, I, what I do is I end up just searching it because I'm lazy and I don't want to go through my bookmarks. Like I actually, I put some things on my bookmarks bar, but everything else I just search because that's how my brain is. Don't you also get, um, and I think, cause I remember, cause I visited you last month, which was, yes, yes, that was very nice. But you, uh, showed me the fermentation book and I really want to get one. I don't remember oh, who wrote that, called? but that book is cool as fuck. It's um, purple and orange. Wild, it? yeah, it's a really good book. Wild, Wild fermentation, fermentation by mm-hmm. I think it's Shandor Katz or something like that. Yeah, and um, actually, I got the recommendation from uh, my high school BFF Cass because they do a lot of fermenting. So, um, yeah, it has like it's like the Bible on fermenting. It has tons of recipes, international recipes, because obviously fermenting people all over the world and all cultures have some sort well, of fermented preservation something. before we had fridges. I mean, like mm-hmm. that's what people did, you know, mm-hmm. that, I mean, with all the salt and shit, I mean, how else are people yeah, salting meat, smoking yeah. meat. Um, yeah. I actually just watched a new episode from Simple Living Alaska yesterday, um, awesome, awesome channel on YouTube. They have like 600,000 followers, but they are this couple that are about our age, probably closer, late thirties, something like that. Um, and they do off-grade homesteading and, um, they will do this whole thing where they go get a moose, like in Alaska, if a moose is hit, you can go get it within 15 to 20 minutes. You can put your name on a list and they'll call you and say, Hey, we have this moose that was hit by a car, whatever. Like you go get it. And then you can, you have to process it and stuff. And then you have it. So they, I think at one time they got like over 200 pounds of moose meat. And so they've been going through it and stuff. And so they just use some of the roasts to make jerky. And they also made pemmican, which I've read about pemmican because I've read Mm -hmm. a lot of books about like seafaring and exploring and all of this. And they talk about how much pemmican they eat. And I'm like, for me, that sounds like a fish that sounds like a salted fish, but it's not, it's like a mix of fat and meat and berries. I was about to say, yeah, Um, it's either berries or persimmons or like some type of like hearty fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dried fruit. Yeah. I think it has to be a dried fruit. And so then it's like put into this loaf essentially, and you can cut it up into pieces and it's not necessarily supposed to be the most delicious thing in the world. The point of it is that it's like nutrient dense. Um, so anyway, this couple goes on all these excursions, doing all this stuff in Alaska in the summer, they, um, they have a cabin, um, a dry cabin, like when they go do these little trips, they want to take a lot of food with them. Obviously it's not, you can just stop at the Wawa or the sheets or the Casey's or the Hucks or the Rofo (laughs) or the Rofo farms, um, and pick up some food when you're out in the middle of freaking nowhere. So I thought that was interesting learning a lot. I learned a lot from them and about their gardening and sustainability that they do. And so 
So, um, but they led me to a lot of other homes. I mean, besides Becky and Acre Homestead. Um, I've been really watching a lot of Rachel on that 1870s homestead. Her and oh, I, yeah, she's great. Yeah, what her and her husband do. I, I love how they just film like really mundane things that they do um, in their homesteading life. And I really like that. She did one recently on how her onions, I don't know if you saw this one, but her onions, she kept going out there every day to check on her onion starts and they were like pulled up from the ground. Oh yeah. I saw that. And I think she said it was a bird. She thinks it was, it was a bird. bird that was pulling them up thinking they were worms. Yeah. Well, she used to go out there. Yeah. So she used to go, she called it like vandalism, like homesteading vandalism. <laughs> she, she was like, if I knew what so animal cute. was doing this, I would shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, like girl, girl you are life. like, you are so protective of your plants. Like I yes. respect that. <laughs> and you know what I learned though, is like those poor onions are getting pulled out of the ground every day, but they're still growing. So like you can step out of your comfort zone and still grow. Like that was the message that I got. Oh, from- <laughs> that is so deep. Wow. <laughs> from that video. Well, and the fact that, uh, so I made the so this is my first year gardening, right? It's my first year doing anything like this. Besides just like growing like random wandering like herbs and stuff. Or the wandering Jew, yes. Um, or just like random lavender, or I have a lav- a couple of lavender plants, a sage plant, and you know, stuff like that. But um, what was I going with? So I made the mistake of planting a bunch of beet seeds into a seed seed starting tray because I was like oh yeah and then I learned you're not supposed to plant root vegetables in seed trays you're supposed to direct sow them or put them directly in the ground because they hate having they, the roots yeah. messed with I don't know after I watched her video on that it kind of gave me the courage to like take all these beet seedlings and go try and put them in the ground because I'm like you know if they get torn up once maybe they'll grow well and you just have to experiment I think for me is like a homeowner for the past five years and now gardener where this will be my third year gardening and I've we've more than doubled our garden size this year basically we just took our whole backyard and made it into a garden I was like why not what's the point in just mowing and we could actually grow some of our own food so it's just trial and error and you have to be okay with it not being perfect and that has been such a good learning experience for me with home ownership too you know like you fix one thing and then you're like well shit now i have to save money to fix this thing and it used to really freak me out because i was i thought that at some point you know you just have your house perfect you have it all furnished it's all ready and you can just sit around and enjoy it but it's like a living thing almost where you have to keep maintaining it. And so obviously the same thing. Yeah. Like Casita in, um, <laughs> in Canto, such a good movie. Um, yeah. Same thing with the garden. Obviously you have to maintain it. You don't have a choice. Um, and I was actually telling Aaron today, I'm like, I'm looking forward to getting some food out of the garden because it's going to force me to eat healthier. I've been eating like yeah. shit for the past, like six months because of stress and just different physical things going on. And so I just want to eat all the crap um, because it just makes me feel better. Yeah, I don't think I'm alone in that. Um, And so I'm like, I'm looking forward to getting these vegetables out of the garden and they're staring me in the face and there's no way in hell I'm going to let them go bad because I birthed these little babies from seed time and effort that you I mean yeah so like these radishes I'm like I have to eat these today like they're going to be the best today oh yeah I did I am 
threw them in a bag for my freezer, I will probably use them in a broth. When I get a lot of radish tops or a lot of turned up tops or something, I will like dehydrate a huge batch and then whip them around in the blender. And then they make this really like nice, like super green powder sort of stuff that I sprinkle in basically everything like egg casserole, um, meatballs. Um, I mean, potato, like anything you can sprinkle it on there and you have like a little bit of that, that, um, nutrition. I did my first parsley harvest today Mm. because the parsley plants, or I purchased like starts. They were really, they were pretty tiny when I got them, I don't know, three weeks ago, but three weeks ago, I planted them and they've gotten huge and it's a cut and come again herb. So you take some and then it will grow back. And if you don't, harvest on it frequently it will go to seed really soon so you have to make sure with those types of herbs that you harvest them frequently i did not know that i found that out today so or yesterday so uh, here's my little jar i know i know you guys can't see but elizabeth can see uh, my little jar and no it's already half full congratulations how did you dry it in my dehydrator uh i I forgot you have one yeah i actually have two now because i have a dehydrator and then we got this like air fryer, toaster oven, convection oven, dehydrator combo thing. Yeah. So it dehydrates too. And I've, I've dehydrated stuff in there, but I try not to occupy it if I don't know how long it's going to take for something to dry. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, take that away from anybody. So, but um, I also learned that with parsley, it's a plant that you cut it at the base of the stem. You don't just take the leaves because then the plant is still trying to put energy into those stems, but eventually they dry out and they fall off. So it's better to just take the whole stem right away. Oh, I was going to ask you, so harvesting parsley, do you do like the outside uh, or the big ones? Like, how do you decide which ones to do? I just did the, you know, how parsley will have some really long stems with just a couple on there. Uh I took all of those first and then I just kind of like ones that just looked like they were ready to cook. And so then you cut it all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. So you cut it all the way, you cut that stem all the way at the base. Okay. And then what I did when I dried them is I left the stems on there, but after I dehydrated them, this is, this jar is just the leaves and I save the stems and I'm going to grind those up and put them in dinner tonight and use them. Oh, cause they, they they still smell like parsley. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, what I found with dehydrating herbs is so easy. Just put the whole stem on there and everything, because then you can just run your fingers on it and just like get all the leaves off. Totally. And it's so easy that way, rather than picking all of them off. Um, uh-huh. that's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's your first harvest. My, my first Yay. harvest. It my smells time so good. Dude, I just opened this up and I'm just like, <sighs> Hey, remember that one time where we ground up fresh coriander? Yes. And I was like, wait, what? This is what this is supposed to smell like. Yeah. Like you had what fresh coriander seeds and we're like, let's grind this Mm -hmm. up. And it smells completely different from ground coriander. Um, Speaking of herbs, you got me a book last year, I think that you probably thrifted and it's like herb. I forget what it's called, honestly, but it's this really pretty book that has all these herbs. herbs. The white book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, did you thrift that? Yeah. Okay. that's what I figured. So this book is interesting because it takes everything in alphabetical order of the botanical name. And I don't know any botanical names. So it's a, and there's really not an index. I think the index has a botanical name. (laughs) Like help a girl out. 
so actually what it made me do is I just flipped through it one afternoon. I'm pretty sure I had some iced tea out on the patio when it wasn't like 50 degrees and raining and I was just flipping through and learning things. And it has these really pretty pictures against like a black backdrop. And, and then you, of course, you know, when you go through a book like this and you already know something that you're reading about a certain herb, you're like, yeah, I know stuff. Yeah. Like I retained that information from last time I read about the medicine mm-hmm. herb. That always feels mm-hmm. so good, especially with For like sure, books yeah. like that too. I, with books like that, I, well, I was at the thrift store today and like, I saw this book on herbs or whatever, and I was flipping through it a little bit, but if the pictures are not, this probably sounds really petty, but if the pictures are not in color, I have no desire to read that book. No, it doesn't sound petty at all. That's like, like something that appeals to you as a creative person, I think. Yes. And I, I. A while back, I got this really awesome, it's like the Encyclopedia of Herbs from the company DK. You remember that they make like the eyewitness books? <gasps> yes. Uh, okay. When you said DK, it took you me see a the minute. Little book in your... The yeah, icon the just emblazoned in yeah. my brain. Yeah. So I have that. And every now and then I just flip through that and read through some stuff. And like, it's, it has like every herb in it, like internationally. It's really, really cool. So... Oh. But yeah, I'm just on the herb kick. Uh, so I also have the greenhouse to use from my landlord, which is really, really great. And I have never. Oh, that's so awesome. So awesome. They're so generous. And so I kind of went probably a little overboard, but I was like, why not? And I planted <laughs> like, a, like a literal sh- like fuck ton of basil because I really like basil, but I hate buying it at the store because it is so friggin' expensive and dried basil, unless grown yourself, doesn't smell anything like basil should smell. And I'm over here, I love to make pesto, like real pesto. So I'm growing like four or five different types of basil and then Ooh. some like yarrow and chamomile and bachelor's button and cilantro and catnip, catnip. Oh, fun. Yeah. For Falcon. Yeah, so I can dry it for him. Yeah, and he can have a little bit. I'm interested to see how he would react uh, compared to like the conventional, mm-hmm. but um, that's exciting. I don't think that's yeah. going overboard at all. And you think about the amount of basil or any green, I, I made really good carrot top pesto last year. Any green oh, that you yeah. use when you grind it down, it's like nothing. Like you need exactly. a lot yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and you have six different types of basil. Do you have the purple one? Mm-hmm. I do you really have like the, oh, what's the other one? Is there uh, a mint basil or a, there's a lemon basil. I don't lemon, have that. That's what, yeah. Lemon basil. I don't, I don't particularly like it. Oh, I've, I've never had, had it before. It. It's, I don't know. There's something about it. I don't like, I don't know what it is, but I'm growing regular sweet basil, uh, mm. Emily basil, which is real cute. It's actually a type of Genovese basil, which is also a pretty standard basil, but I had to buy uh-huh. it to have my name in it. Thai basil, duh, and um, holy basil, which I'm really excited Ooh, about. Pulsey, yes, yeah. the dark purple opal basil, and then lettuce leaf basil, which is like the one with Ooh. huge leaves. So that's awesome. You, yeah, that is amazing. You have gone from like growing a few things in pots on your deck to like full on use of gardening facilities for free that's so kind of them to let you use that and it's Um, like outside stuff and like 
it's been, yeah. And, you know, I, I got COVID in January and I'm still, I got recently got diagnosed with long COVID. So like, it's been, a, it's been a pretty rough couple of months for me. And so yeah. this is like the first, this is like first big thing that I think I've done that right in the past couple of months where I really feel like energized to do it. And I feel motivated mm. and I feel like I have like a, a strong purpose besides like, Oh my God, I just keep going to sleep. I'm so tired. Like overall I'm feeling much more this has kind of been a healing thing for me, even though the season has literally just started. So I'm really excited to see how I progress mm-hmm. along with the season because I just feel so much more uplifted because, you know, it's, it, it's also a very comforting thing to just, okay, I'm going to take a pot and I'm going to put soil in it. I'm going to put a seed in it and then keep going and keep going and keep going. And then you it's find there, it's um, meditative. It is very meditative. And the, a couple of weeks ago, I planted some hot pepper seeds because I, love hot food. I have a problem with, I love spicy food. And so I planted a couple different varieties and I was like, Oh, they're never going to germinate. It's so cold. Like I don't have heat mats or whatever. And then, um, today I went out there because I go out there every day. It gets me outside, go out there every day. And I look and see what's putter around, take your coffee around. and putter around just like Becky. <laughs> Just like our friend Becky. Oh my God. You, <laughs> you have got to tag her when you post this on Instagram. I will totally tag her. I, we want to hang out with you, Becky. We want to hang out with you, Becky. <laughs> Becky, I live like two hours north of you. So yeah, <laughs> Becky, let's hang out. I would love that. I went out there today and my I have one little pepper seed that has germinated and it's two little leaves. They're just That's out. exciting. I, I went and got my husband. I was like, oh my God, come look. I know. Seriously, it is such a rush. And this is the craziest shit because humans have been doing this shit for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, yeah. yet it's so novel every time. Like, every time. so yeah, two recent experiences that are similar to that one, I'm growing basil too. And the first little leaves are just the, it starts with the C. I don't know what it's called. And those leaves are not the first true leaves, but the first true leaves in basil plant look like little tiny bubbles, look like little green oh, bubbles. And they are so cute. And I'm like, Erin, you have to look at these. And then I have some pea plants that I've been growing and Emily and I put up a squash tunnel. Uh, when she was visiting, I put you to work. I'm so sorry, but I feel like that three day weekend that I had, I took a day off of work to hang out with you and we were just busy doing all the things and so good. Well, you got me out of this horrible, like depressive rut I was in. So I appreciate it. But the squash tunnel, this, the squash tunnel, uh, basically it's just like a like a metal frame with like netting on it, but my peas, I remember the first time I saw the pea reach its little tendril and find the, the netting. I flipped my shit. I was like, Oh my God. And it like curls it around and it's the cutest thing. It's like, Oh my God, these things are alive. Like, of course they are, but you know, you don't think about that when you go to the store and you buy a bag of snap peas. Mm -hmm. Um, also farming is in our blood. Like our ancestors came from England through Canada to New York, to Ohio, to Illinois, finally Champaign County, Illinois or whatever. And like farmed, that's what they did. And so I feel like a huge connection to my own identity. And it just, it makes me feel like a whole person. (laughs) No, for real. It feels like, it feels so natural. Mm -hmm. and I remember when I was younger like 
like none of this shit interested me at all. But I think yeah, me either. A big, yeah, and I think a big part of that is just because I wasn't myself yet. Mm. And so now that I am myself, I'm just like, oh my God, like I literally could like sit out there and plant shit for however long. Like, and you know, it's a good when you haven't been doing any physical activity, it's a good physical activity because like you're hauling dirt around and you're bending over and you're like, you know, you're lifting stuff up and doing that kind of thing. And so it's, it's literally has been healing for me. And I, I just, well, that and the combination of drinking a lot of coffee, which my doctor said was fine. So I'm going with it. So uh, those two things combined, like I'm just here for it. And it's been great. Also, I looked up that word because I feel like we needed to know. And is the it first Cotilli- Cotilledon Co- or something? Cotilledon. Co- Cotilledon. 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 Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you too. Bye. Bye.